Forbes magazine said they're one of four technologies innovating mental health. And Elle magazine was quoted saying they couldn't stop talking about their good mood and hypercharged focus. They've been proven in multiple published studies, treated over 100,000 patients, and are prescribed by more than 14,000 doctors and providers. You can see countless reviews on their website where people all over the globe share the relief the device provided for them. And I personally understand the impact that this specific technology can have on our mental and physical health. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, where we bridge the gap between theory and practice with strategies, tools, and ideas we can all use immediately applied to the most current brain research to heighten productivity in our schools, our sports environments, and modern workplaces. For returning guests, welcome back. And for those who are new listeners, I'm Andrea Samadhi and launched this podcast almost four years ago to share how important an understanding of our brain is for our everyday life and results. This season, season nine, will be focused on neuroscience going back to the basics and always with a focus on our productivity, results, mental and physical health. Our first review with today's returning guest, Kelly Roman, the CEO of Fisher Wallace Laboratories on their wearable medical device that's cleared by the FDA to treat depression, anxiety and insomnia came in at number 11 of our all-time most watched YouTube interviews. Then episode 120 from last April of 2021, where I posted my personal review of the Fisher Wallace wearable medical device, remains our most listened to episode of all time with over 6,000 downloads. I put a link in the show notes to watch our first interview where Kelly Roman says it's his all-time favorite interview. I think it's neat to look back now to when I had no idea that a device like this even existed to see how it improved my sleep by much more than the gold standard of 20 minutes each night. I'm sure as the CEO of this company, Kelly has heard it all. I remember having this deer in the headlights look when I was first learning about this device because I didn't even know there was something that I could use at home that could help me to improve my sleep and levels of anxiety that also supports people who are suffering from depression. I'm pretty open on this podcast that depression runs in my family, and it's one of the reasons I left Toronto for Arizona where I could find most days where we have sunshine and I could exercise outside year round. This change of location has helped me to find the balance that I needed, but not everyone can just pick up and move to a new location for a better climate. Kelly Roman himself was open with his past history with depression and how the device has helped him as well. So after I released our interview and then my review of the device, I was surprised at how many emails and correspondence I received from people all over the world with questions. I think most people just want to make sure that I'm a real person over here. And if you've ever emailed me, I answer every email within 24 hours. Most people wanted to know, do you still use the Fisher Wallace device? And the answer is yes, every morning as a part of my daily routine. I couldn't imagine life without it. In fact, I've had this question come through so many times that I did a review one year later after my personal review of the Fisher Wallace device just last summer, so I could point people there who've asked me this question of, do I still use the device? I've said it often on this podcast that most of us will struggle with a mental health issue in our lifetime. We launched the year with episode 268 on prioritizing our mental health in 2023, building self-awareness and resilience in the new year. And we started with a quote from Julie Smith, the author of Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before, reminding us that our mental health is just as important as our physical health. So when I saw an email from Kelly Roman about a new product they were releasing, I immediately emailed him to see if he would come back on the podcast. Today, I want to welcome back the CEO of Fisher Wallace, Kelly Roman, to reconnect since our first interview that received more feedback and comments than I imagined. 
helping all of those who've tuned into that first interview and my personal review or that episode one year later. Let's welcome Kelly Roman and see what's happening over at Fisher Wallace since our first interview back in February of 2021. Welcome back, Kelly Roman. Thank you so much for uh, meeting me in this super early time slot and being so responsive to speaking again. How's everything going over there? Uh, it's it's been incredibly exciting. I kind of nonstop. You know, we we finished uh, our our kind of clinical trial for FDA approval and submitted it on December 9th. So before December 9th, uh, it was just incredibly intense um, working on that. And then uh, we had a brief uh, time to celebrate when we when we completed it and handed it into the FDA. Um, Obviously, there's more celebration that hopefully to come once the approval uh, would, would, is to come in. We're expecting that this year. Um, and now we're, we, we've jumped into fundraising mode, kind of off the back of the, the success we had with that clinical trial. So uh, it, it's really probably the most exciting time in the business right now. Uh, and, it, it, you know, 13 years, I've been 14 years I've been doing this um, to finally get that scientific evidence that validates what we've been doing um is is a, i think it's a game changer for for our business but also for the whole category oh i hear you and i also understand how difficult it is um coming from the field of education even with the the products we put into our schools you've got to prove efficacy yeah. before anyone believes anything i see a lot of notes behind you and and i love going <laughs> to the inventor's mind like what i'm what a whiteboard person that's for sure yeah i love that I, I love those pens you know the colorful pens and watching yeah. people put their plans down it, it, it's uh it's inspiring for yeah, sure. there may be some confidential stuff there so at least hopefully the angles <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't, read, you can't read it for sure. I don't see numbers or anything. Okay, okay. But uh, Kelly, I've got to say that I was so surprised with the reaction and interest after our first interview. Like we were just talking. I, I had no idea even that there was such a device out there that I put on my head and it's going to help me with sleep. And And then you didn't even really mention this whole improving my mood part. That was a shock. I didn't even expect that. And then people around the world started emailing me, you know, like, what, are you a real person? Did you really try this? Did they oh, pay you great. to say that? Like so many people wow. want to know all these weird questions, but you know, what does this reaction mean to you and how have you seen the world reacting to the device? Well, I, I mean, I think uh, because of the culture of, uh, and this kind of, uh, the way that that drugs and pharma has has um, and not not all of it's bad. I'm not completely anti-pharma, but it's it's a different, such a different approach that I think there's there's been a level of skepticism and a level of uh, how how can this really work, uh, and that's why we've been so focused on the on the research and and doing these um, uh, and finally getting kind of a gold standard um, depression trial completed. Um, so you know, it's kind of like when people use it, they they a lot of people have uh, life changing experiences using it, um, and so you know you also get even though you're facing skepticism, you also have this the the flip side of that coin is very enthusiastic, very um, you know activated uh, customers, right and and. And that has translated into us being able to raise a lot of money uh, on Start Engine Equity Crowdfunding Platform, um, which has then gone back into uh, research and product development. We have a, a, a version two product coming out um, fairly soon. Uh, it'll, it'll, the engineering will be completed. It's on track to be completed this summer. Um, so, you know, it's been very gratifying to have like our customer base, like, there's like a, a, a circle, right? A, 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 where we've helped them with the device, they've invested, we're building new products that are then gonna, uh, you know, help them uh, in, in the future. And um, and so that, that's what I'm focused on. I think this the research will certainly put a lot of the scientific skepticism to bed. And I understand why it's there. You need large scale 
uh, you know, triple blind, uh, you know, randomized trials. And, and now we have one uh, for depression. We're looking forward to getting it published in a journal. I think that's going to be a tipping point for medical community, uh, the media, um, that having that journal publication. So we're focused on that one step at a time. We've done the study. Now we got to get it published. Um, and the approval process would be uh, no later than November is what we're expecting based on the review clock. Got it. Well, what was really cool, Kelly, is that I've made some some really good friends now that we now interact with on social media because, you know, people ask me, you know, how do you use it? You put it on and I, I say I do it in the morning because I wasn't doing it um, for a- any other purpose, like to, to get to sleep. So I do it just to calm myself down in, in the day. And um, some of the people were from my hometown in Toronto. And and then you connect. I'm like, oh, I'm from there. I grew up there. And so then you start connecting with people and, you know, they realize I'm a real person trying this out, too. I'm like, just try it. I don't know what it's going to do for you. See if it helps. Try it out and see what happens. Is that really what people do? They try it and, and see what goes on. Yeah, and that, that, that's what you can do when you have a low risk. Uh, device. Now, you know, it, it, we, we still have a device that needs a prescription. Um, we have been, we do have a wellness brand called Circadia. Uh, we don't actually put a lot of resources into marking that yet. We're kind of waiting for the version two device before we uh, kind of lean into the, our wellness. We we want to really establish and build a prescription brand first, because I, I think once we, uh, you, you can build wellness out of uh, from a position of strength, if you start with prescription, that's always been my philosophy. It's taken us a lot longer um, to get there, but I think once you get there, it's much more powerful. So there will be a point, and there, there is technically now, but I think we, we want to scale up our prescription to someone who's diagnosed even with serious major depressive disorder. You know, two thirds of the subjects in our trial had were severe, uh, severe MDD. Um, so that's a, that's a lot different than someone who say, you know, feels uh, some stressed out, but, you know, is otherwise healthy and, um, that's a pretty big spectrum. So we're, we're, we're focused on, uh, really making sure that that severe, uh, part of the, of the population is served and that their science is there. Um, but ultimately I, I, I kind of refer to this category as the, the, the mental health care uh, equivalent of the smartphone uh, business is that it really is. It's kind of what you're getting to. There, there, there's almost no one who wouldn't want to use this on some level because there's there's actually is a growing body of evidence that transcranial alternating current just improves brain function, right? Improved mo- uh, focus, concentration, memory. These are things we're going to start actually uh, capturing uh, performance through an app that we're building so that we can show customers, hey, this is where you were at baseline, your focus and concentration has increased uh, this much, you know, by week two. Um, So yeah, I I, I definitely see a world in which these are as ubiquitous as smartphones. Um, But unlike smartphones, I think the way to do it is to come in through a highly regulated um, prescription uh, path first to, again, establish that credibility uh, with the science and then expand um, from there into into wellness and people who are healthy, but, but you know, want an edge or, uh, you know, maybe want some help when they when they travel with jet lag or, or something like that. Hey, so one of the questions um, that I got asked a lot was the levels, you know, you can have low um mm-hmm or high and and i always blast it i just put everything on high and give me the highest level it, nothing bad yeah. is going to happen right if you put it on the highest level versus low why would yeah. why, you have, why don't you just have one level well so we have one level it, it, we did one level in the study because in a clinical trial you have to have consistent dosage so you can actually have a scientific result right and so you can't have people using it different uh, levels or um, one person using once a day, another person using it 10 times a day. So you have to keep all of that, um, uh, you know, kind of as controlled as possible. So we selected what's basically the highest end of level two on the current device. So it, it's kind of the, the, 
now we know that clinically that works. It's also the, the level that's kind of most comfortable for most people. I use it on level four. Sounds like you do, but there's people who have put it on level four. It's like, you know, it's a little bit too much stimulation, uh, you know, skin sent the nerve sensitivity, uh, your vision may bump, kind of be a little bit bumpy. That's the optic nerve stimulation. So we didn't want to have it too strong where say 20% of the people would find it uncomfortable. So we, but, you know, we were also like a little nervous, like, well, we don't want it to be too little because we need to have that clinical effect. So um, we took a little bit of a risk in, you know, cause we didn't have data on every single 10th of a milliamp, you know, so we, we took a little bit of a risk trying to find that uh, balance between comfort and, and clinical uh, effectiveness. And we found it and it, you know, it, it wasn't completely blind to us, uh, it, you know, or we, we had a lot of information to inform that besides our own users. There's been some studies that have come out uh, over the last couple of years on on uh, wearable brain stimulation that has set a approximate bar of clinical effectiveness around two milliamps. That, and we actually did a study, I, not we, but uh, uh, faculty at Harvard did a study with our device in 2015 that was published that didn't have great results and they only use it on level one once a day. So we knew that we're not going to do level one. And, and, you know, since then we've been very firm about making sure it's twice a day when you wake up and before you go to bed. Um, and so level two, first thing in the morning, last thing before you go to bed, that is the protocol we use in the depression study. That's the protocol that we have been, um, uh, recommending for all uh, customers, unless they're just treating insomnia, then once before bed is fine. And we did a, a pilot study on insomnia during the pandemic, uh, had a 42 minute difference between placebo and active at week four, which is a pretty big uh, delta in, in total sleep time. I know you were tracking total sleep time. So we're planning to do another, a bigger study that would be, a again, a pivotal definitive insomnia study. So we're planning to launch that this year planning to launch an anxiety study this year, we already have depression. Uh, so we can, if we can get two of those, uh, two more indications, anxiety, insomnia, uh, that's a triple threat. That's a kind of a one device is the only thing you need to treat, you know, vast majority of, um, uh, of conditions uh, in the mental health space. Um, and thinking then we'll, we'll, we'll start expanding into wellness. I had no idea it was going to impact me in the way that it did. You know, when I when I put it on and I was doing this uh, first interview with you, I thought, oh, I'll just do, a, I'll review it for, for 30 days, right? That was what I thought. And then I thought, I'm definitely going to be sending this thing back because, you know, I didn't want to have something that could help somebody else kind of thing. And But right. I had no idea that <laughs> when I was finished with the trial I, and I looked at how it improved my wake after sleep onset scores, that was huge for me because I could uh, now I track them daily. And if they get up into I'm up an hour in the night, not that I'm walking around, right, but right. I'm awake and I don't even know I'm awake. Yeah, That was huge for me to see that it reduced that. And then I didn't want to give it back because then I'm like, it calms me down. I had no idea, you know, until I started using all these other devices, that measure heart rate variability and stuff like that. I had no idea that it that I was stressed out at certain times of the day. And one of them is before I go to sleep. So I didn't I, I haven't been using it before going to sleep, but I think I might try and see it would it calm me down before bedtime? Yeah, I I mean it it it, it does for a lot of people and it's that anti-anxiety uh uh effect from you know, re regulating sympathetic nervous system, kind of getting you out of the the uh, fight or flee. Uh, and there's we have uh, there's some published academic research on transcranial alternating current in in doing that. Um, so there there's a big connection, right, between with anxiety and and sleep quality. Um, uh, so it it does help a lot of people, uh, especially from anecdotally from from uh her veterans um who've, who have trouble getting to sleep and and i've heard kind of over and over again um 
veterans with PTSD who use this device that they, when they, when they put it on, it doesn't matter the time of day when they, when they first tried it, they, they basically want to fall asleep immediately. And it's, it's that flipping of the switch of the sympathetic nervous system that takes you out of that high gear. Um, and once you're out of that high gear, if you've been in that high gear for a long time, it's an exhausting thing for your body to, to be in that state a lot. And so once you're able to flip that switch, there's just this exhaustion that, that comes in. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's hard to describe if you're not, if you haven't been in that place, how, how relieving that is to have that kind of relief. Um, and that's what we have heard a lot from veterans using it. So, so yes, it's a bit of a long answer that um, again, I, it's, it works differently in every person, but that we have enough, data now that's seeing patterns in, in uh, how people react to it. That definitely helps because you you don't know um, when you're using something, if, I, if I'm using it the way that I'm supposed to be using it. So I've been doing it twice in the morning, but I might try it before I go to sleep and just see yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We that That's the protocol we've seen be most successful um, is morning first thing and evening. And it, it's also good just to create a routine um so that it becomes an automatic kind of thing that you do um habit you know everyone you know habits are everything um so you create a habit with it and um and that's the best that's the best uh, way to approach it yeah and i've got to tell you you probably don't know this or people don't probably tell you that if something happens to it like it it's not working the way that you're you're used to it working something defaults with it this the way to replace it is so fast because you know people depend on it now you're like i love this thing and so yeah. it's, you you send a quick email in and i got new wires or something new a new part came right away sent it like you know fedex it's to so important we, we do our best i mean i'd say we're we're, we're good at that 98 percent of the time two percent of the time maybe we miss an email or voicemail but we have people seven days a week, uh, so including Saturdays and Sundays working customer service. Um, and, you know, it's actually unusual for not completely unique, but for a medical device company to be selling directly to patients. Usually there's a there's a distributor of some kind in between the medical device company and say the, the Walgreens that you get your your uh, your cane at. Um, so. I think it get, that gives us actually a clinical advantage to, you know, if someone has uh, any kind of, it could be a side effect that they may or may not have to do with the device. I mean, there's people who are taking uh, medications while they're on the device, but we, uh, we track all that. We're able to give feedback. Um, you know, uh, we're, you know, we're just, we have a very uh, close contact with, with our customers who are the patients. So um, it's a high level of, of, uh, uh, of access. And I think the FDA actually really appreciates that because then the FDA knows that, you know, the, the, the feedback that we're getting is not being filtered by a distributor. It's just coming right in. They can look at the emails. They can read, you know, we, we have to save all that stuff. So it's a, it's a, um, uh, it's really good from a quality assurance perspective. And uh, yeah, we try to respond as quickly as possible when someone needs something. We're actually have a supply chain issue right now where we're waiting for product to come off of a boat in Florida that's been sitting there uh, uh, for something like three weeks. Uh, so that's been a little frustrating. That's out of our control. But finally, those devices are going to be able to be shipped next week. And um, uh, overall, we haven't had super disruptive supply chain problems like a, lo a lot of other companies uh, because we don't use Bluetooth chips. Uh, our, our next version called Oak is going to have a Bluetooth chip, um, uh, but the one we currently sell does not. That, that's actually been a lifesaver for us on the supply chain side. Well, it was really cool as well that the person on the other end knew the device and when I said, you know, I think it's not working the way it used to work. Like, I, I don't know. It wasn't as strong. You know, I, I say I put it on blast on the highest level yeah. and, and you can feel it. Something happened. And so they knew right away, oh, you need some new wires. And I wouldn't have known that. I probably would have kept using it. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. they knew 
they know the device. Which yes, is- they're they're very the, the the people. No one has under a year of tenure who's currently answered. So you get a lot of customer interactions in a year. So um, uh, yeah, they're they're a pretty seasoned team at this point. They really know what they're doing. Uh, they will read um, updated research, even on the category. Uh, you know, they're sharp and uh, and they love. They love what they do. Uh, uh, you know, they're they really they really love uh, talking to, to to patients and doctors. We get a lot of calls uh, from doctors too with questions that are sometimes more technical and and more complicated. Uh, but they're able to handle those as well. So if you're a doctor calling in, uh, we can answer you know fairly sophisticated questions. Wow, I had no idea at that level. You know, just from from what I'm seeing over here, there's so much. Yeah. Kelly, there's a lot that I'm getting to see now talking to you. But so what has happened since the last time we spoke? So you you mentioned at the start that, you know, you're waiting for the FDA um, clearance for depression. But where were things before when we first spoke and where are they going now? Yeah. So where we're at with the FDA, um, we had a we had to get our. So let me back up a little bit. The device is cleared by the FDA to treat depression, anxiety, and insomnia. And that what was is what is called a grandfathered 510K, meaning that this category of device existed even before the FDA started regulating devices in the 70s. So this category got grandfathered in when the FDA was created. And it took them until 2019 to actually modernize the, the, the regulatory uh, requirements for this category. And, you know, you can imagine, I mean, so this category existed before there was big pharma around depression, really. I mean, this is pre-Prozac. So now that all of this has happened, the FDA said in 2019, all right, we, we got to regulate these devices more stringently. Um so if you're a current manufacturer, you have until, and in our case for depression, December 11th, uh, 2022, to run a full-scale FDA approval trial, hand it in, prove to us that it's you know effective and, and safe, and then we'll give you um, a new de- depression indication. And but while you're doing that, while you're doing the research, you can still market your device because you, you've been grandfathered in. But after, the, you know, if you don't hand this evidence that shows that proves that this works, we are going to, you know, take that away from you if you can't do that. So they said that for each of the indications, uh, depression, anxiety, insomnia, each separately. Depression was the most stringent. That's the only one that we have a shot of full approval. The other two, anxiety and insomnia, would be reclearances. So we have now submitted data for all three. The, the most recent was, um, uh, was the one in December for depression. Even though we handed data in for anxiety and insomnia, we still want to do uh, and again, that's the bar for that is not quite as high as for depression because it's an approval process. We still want to do uh, another anxiety and insomnia study at the same scale as we just did the depression study so that there's just no question of, of effectiveness. Um, and, you know, I have learned a lot in in managing the clinical trial process here for a few years now. I had never done it my own, uh, funded my own, you know, three years ago. So um, so basically we've handed everything into the FDA on time. Uh, there is a clock, a statutory clock where the FDA has a certain amount of time that they have to review it and give feedback. And right now that date is November 17th. Um, uh, we have a, a date on May 17th where we have to hand in non-clinical data. So any testing that's like electrical testing and usability testing and, and that kind of stuff is due uh, before May 17th. So we're getting that together now. And then between May 17th and November 17th is when approval or denial was supposed to come. We, we're not expecting a denial because uh, we feel we've more than shown that benefit outweighs risk. Um, 
And that'll be, you know, we're the, we'd be the first wearable device to have FDA approval. There is no other one that, that has to date. So that, that would be a nice, uh, uh, you know, I guess uh, feather in the cap. I don't like that, but you know, it, it's just, it's nice to know that we're the first. Um, and, and then version two Oak, uh, is going to come out, well, it's going to be completed, the engineering um, uh, this summer, and uh, we're still kind of figuring out the exact release date. Some of it has to do with the manufacturing ramp. Some of it has to do with parts. It does use Bluetooth, but it's just a beautiful world-class device that was designed by the folks behind Beats and, and Nest and HoloLens, Microsoft HoloLens. So it, it just looks like something a big tech company would build. Um, but big tech doesn't really play in FDA regulated wearables. So, um, which is a, which is actually good for us because we don't have to worry about suddenly competition from there. They, they just don't do it. I mean, even the factory that you use to make devices has to be, uh, a, a factory that operates under, um, uh, like standard operating procedures that meet FDA requirements. And if you're an electronics manufacturer, you don't need to do that. So you can imagine how complicated that is if you're making smartphones and you can't use that factory because they don't operate to those medical standards. You have to go some, you know, do it differently. So those are why we're able to create something that hasn't been created before. Um, and and so I'm really excited for that combination of like the the approval, the, the published science, and then this world class form factor that doesn't have wires hanging down, that looks even better than the headphones you're wearing right now, which which look good, but even better. Um, and then I think you know you're on a plane, you're putting this thing on, you're like, oh, that's what is that? That's cool. As opposed to now, you know, you might have some security come up to you. What are you doing with the black and red wires? <laughs> right? well, it's, it's so funny, Kelly, because people ask me, oh, can I see a picture of you with it on? And and I use I use the model in your in in all my my stuff because I look like a basketball player. It's like this. <laughs> my husband's like, oh, you look so attractive with the that terry cloth headband and. I yeah. like that. You know, I just go full, uh, you know, terry cloth, like nineteen seventies headbands in my house. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I don't shy away from the fact that it's a headband. I, you know, I try to have fun with it, but I'm looking forward to it not being a headband. So, um, so is that what it is? I don't even know that. That's why I contacted you because I saw the thing let about. Let me send oh. you a link right now in the chat here. Hold on a second, and you can. It'll actually be. Great to see your, your reaction to it. Hold on a second. I don't know how much of this you can share. Let me see. Chats. Here we go. Chats. Okay. This is Oak. We've. Um, I will put you on the pre-order list. We do have some slots. I will make sure you're on that list. It is sold out at the moment. Um, this? I'm hoping I we can expand that. I saw the email you sent out about your team, but... Uh... Oh, that looks way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a it's a huge improvement, and it's um, it's waterproof. It's uh, it's going to come in multiple colors, so you can you can choose your own color. Uh, you know, yellow, blue, green, uh, white, oh, dark gray, light gray. Like like uh, the I wear the Whoop device, and it comes yeah. with these fancy. Yes, we want it to feel like that experience. Whoop is a pretty amazing wearable company, uh, obviously. Um, and yeah, we wanted to, to have that level of personalization and, and fun, you know, depression treatment can be fun. It, yeah. uh, that's what we're trying to show people, right? Is that it's the experience of using the vice, the excitement of getting real response, majority of, of patients, not everyone, um, but you know, it's, it, it, and, you know, picking the color and, you know, I think having our app, which we're building, um, so you can track, you can do what you're doing with total sleep time, but also do that for anxiety, depression, cognitive performance, things like that. So we can give customers their data. And then if they allow us in an anonymized way, um, to, to see how our customers are doing as a group. Um, we're never going to have like 
oh, here's Joe's. We're not going to see that, but we can see, you know, how are people aged, you know, or, or in certain geographic, you know, areas or, um, so that, that's going to be valuable data, uh, for the FDA, um, to see for us to improve our, our user experience, um, you know, uh, give usage reminders, all kinds of things. So, um, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I'm excited about, about it. Hey, we're still going to have the new, the, the old one. We're still going to make parts for it. Uh, we're very likely still going to make it, uh, because we want to have a device that's going to be a discounted price to Oak. Oak is going to be $700, uh, it has to be, frankly, the we're we're losing money technically on every device we're selling right now because we're we're VC funded and that means we can cover things like research and product development. But the device today, even the one we have now, should be you know seven or eight hundred bucks to kind of cover all of our development costs. Um, we're selling it for three hundred bucks because we want as many people as possible to get it, and. Um, and it's still $300. We put that into, you know, all the stuff we're doing. Uh, but if, you know, we want to have, it's going to be a $700 product. Oak, uh, we're going after Medicaid insurance. That's our primary focus on insurance. So we want to make sure if you don't have $700, if you're on Medicaid, you can get the device. Right now, we've succeeded in doing that in Maine. But we need a lot of bigger states to do that. Um and then I think we're going to have we're going to keep our version one product going uh, so that we can have something that's, you know, lower price um, uh, and we can do we can do kind of exciting charitable things with it. It's just less expensive to make per device. So um, so I, what I'm trying to say, if you have our current device, don't worry. It's not like you're not going to be able to get spare parts for it if you need it. We're, we're going to continue to do that. Perfect. Well, I love seeing this. This is I love seeing where you've been, where you're going. And and I, I've got to say, I do read every email. I'm on the email list. I read every email. Oh, great. For great. sure. I, I love it. And um, I noticed you were doing a first responder study. Yes. Um, and and I've got to say that, uh, you, you know, I, I mentioned on my first interview, my husband goes out and volunteers on the weekend. And I went out and shadowed him one day and after five hours, I'd seen enough. I could barely function. I was like, I, I got to take a break from what I'm seeing. And I can't even imagine how these guys deal with the things that they're seeing, like, like suicides and, you know, e everything. Death. Yeah, a lot of substance use related things that are, can be horrific, uh, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, the, the neglect of children. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very traumatic job. Yeah. That's one of the worst things, obviously. So I, 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 you know, it is hard to imagine it if, if, if you're, unless you're doing it, um, you know, we've been working with people on the, on the PTSD side for almost since we started uh retired general on our board who uh, advisory board, who's worked with veterans for a long time. So obviously a lot of veterans in law enforcement. We started this first responder study in partnership with the Seattle police department. They actually came to us, uh, Lauren Atherley at, at SPD was like, Hey, I, he, he personally had been using the device and he's like, I want to get more officers, you know? Uh, and, and so he is running the resiliency program and, and some other health related programs at SPD so he partnered, he got Washington State University to be the study uh, kind of research organization. So they're they're doing the clinical interviews, um, you know, crunching the data and so forth. Um, and then Salt Lake City and National Police Departments joined. Uh, 911 operators from SPD started getting enrolled. And then a, a few weeks ago, we opened it up to anyone who's a first responder, um, around the country and we're pretty close to, there are a few spots left. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe if you have some notes for this uh, podcast, I can give you the link for it. Um, that would be helpful. So yeah, when people get, it's not paid, you don't, you're not paid to participate, but you do get a free Fisher-Wallace device at the end of the study. And um, and it's not a, 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 a very burdensome study. It's, it's a, 
that's pretty easy one to participate in. Um, once we get that that data, I mean, we're you know, we're not expecting surprises in terms like we think we're just going to have strong results. Uh, but having that, having a study with that population will be helpful for us to then um, start partnering officially with other police departments, fire departments, um, and then use that as a case study for other kinds of jobs that are also maybe not quite as stressful, uh, but are that are stressful. I mean, you know, a lot of uh, frontline medical workers um, uh and and you know I, I think there's there's a we've been very much of a, of a direct to consumer type company, but there is like a, a business to business side that we're planning to build up, which is basically on a on the biggest kind of idea of it is if you're an employer and you want to help your employees, I don't care if it's a police department or a startup or a bakery, what you know, uh, this is a pretty inexpensive and effective and safe way. You don't have to push medication. Um, it, this is, you know, a way to give your team uh, the mental health support that not all of them, but many of them uh, will, will need and, and to do it, you know, in a way that's private, you know? And so um, that's what we're looking to support moving forward. I think there's been a lot of focus on the digital side of mental health for employees, you know, apps that help with, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and other things, but there hasn't been like a hardware platform that is actually that actual intervention. And I think that's the, that's been much needed. Um, uh, you know, it is, it is not easy to stay engaged in cognitive behavioral therapy. I mean, if you can, if you're able to do the homework and stay engaged, it can be very, very effective. Uh, but a lot of people don't. And, um, uh, and, you know, a lot of people will, they really want the treatment to happen to them as opposed to having to go. And sometimes after the treatment happens to them, then they're more open to uh, engaging with a the therapist. So sometimes it's, or they could both happen at the same time. But I think that's the allure of medication, right? Is that I can just take something and it does it to me. Um that's what the device offers. Um, and so I, that's actually, it's not just because someone's lazy. It's, it's, it's someone's in a, a, a point where they really need the help to happen to them. And then they can, they can find the energy usually it's a, and the motivation to, to do things like exercise more and eat right. You know, you can't just suddenly start exercising and eating right for most people. There needs to be some kind of bridge to get there mentally. Um, it's much easier to eat right exercise when you're in a good mood <laughs> than when you're not in a good mood. Right. So, so we need therapies that happen to you. And then there's things that you can do yourself that you have to get to. Um, and what, what I, I noticed even with me going into this uh, police department here in, in Maricopa, I saw the people that were, had gone from the field to desk because they had yep. been overwhelmed. Yep. And so yep. they, you know, and they don't want to be there. They want to be in the field, but they can't, they can't take the pressure of it. So solving things like that within your department of those people that just need a bit of support and help that isn't oh. available, you know, that's what. Yeah. I mean, it, it, totally. Um, uh, so I, I, I'm very excited. Lauren Adley at Seattle um, was such a champion for this. And um yeah, we're, you know, again, we'll, we're going to, someone's listening to this, there may still be a chance of enrolling if you're first responder, but, um, but we can certainly, uh, you know, we, 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 we can help first responders outside of this program. So. All right. So. Well, well, on a, on a sad note, I was really sorry to see the email about the passing of Mitch, Dr. Dr. Rosenthal. Yeah, Dr. Rosenthal. Yep. Thank you. Um, yeah, the founder of Phoenix House, the largest private nonprofit therapeutic drug treatment program in the U.S. And I remember in our first interview, we talked about how the device can help people with substance use disorder. You know, like yeah. you said, when you're in a better mood, you're going to make better choices. 
Um, so, you know, just, you know, honoring Dr. Rosenthal's contribution to the world, what did he do as an early apostle for treating drug and alcohol addiction? Yeah, so Dr. Rosenthal, founder of Phoenix House, he he innovated the 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 mental health um, and substance use treatment space by kind of making it a community program, a community uh, based approach as opposed to like just a hospital based approach. So, you know, he believed very strongly that you know people in the community kind of partnering together to overcome um, those kinds of issues with, with, with uh, you know, kind of in this, a similar way to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, where, where it's, it's not like you're just going to a hospital, you're in a group with people um, that supporting each other. So he, he, you know, was able to create his own kind of version of that um, uh, for substance use disorders of of, of all kinds. And of course he got more into opioid and other, uh, as he, as he grew, but he started, the, uh, Phoenix house essentially in like the living room of, he was either his or, or uh, a friend's or colleague's apartment with like six or seven people that would come over and, um, you know, doing substance use, uh, treatment in a group. And, um, and so, you know, by the time we were partnering with him, you know, is it, it was the largest substance use uh, disorder treatment, re the residential one in the country had locations all over the country. We worked with the New York location and uh, there's about almost 400 people that came through the, our, our study uh, where it was basically, the people were offered, do you wanna use this device? while you're in rehab, getting the standard rehab care residential for 90 up to 180 days. And so there is some, a self-selection bias there. I mean, it's it's not like they were randomized where you just randomly give one or another a sham or an active device. They, they could choose whether to have a device or not. Of the people who ch chose to have the device, much, much higher uh, re retention rate and these people did report improvements in sleep, if not feeling as anxious. And it's they were using the device like day one of residential rehab. So this is for many people like the first day that you're not using, right? And, that, and I mean, you know, I get angry if I don't have a cup of coffee you know, yeah. <laughs> on time. So it is a stressful experience. Uh, to be in that early abstinence period. And so even though we're not going to make it like a walk in the park, if, if, you're, if your sleep is better, if your anxiety is reduced, if your depression is reduced, it makes it somewhat easier. It makes it, and, and so, you know, uh, it, again, the study didn't really look at how much responsibility our device can take for it, but that group was much higher uh, uh you know, they were staying in rehab and not dropping out. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we've, we've done some work with other substance use rehab um, facilities. And, you know, as I, as you probably see in the emails, I occasionally highlight uh, that that's part of mental health treatment is they're, they're not like separate things, you know, there, there's mental health and substance use disorders are kind of hand in hands. You know, um, so I, I think that was also something that Mitch Rosenthal um, made sure people understood is that, you know, alcoholics are not shouldn't be, um, you know, looked down on and ostracized. Uh, this is a, you know, he was before his time. And now I think if he would, you know, even before he passed, I think he was here long enough to see the how the tide is turning on how people talk about mental health, how open people are about it today. It's not as stigmatized. Um, it's almost like a badge of honor now more than, and so that was the kind of thing he was trying to reverse that stigma and, and humanize people who uh, had substance use disorders and make sure people are just, it's, it's tied to mental health. Um, uh, 
So yeah, very special guy. I got, I had lunch with him a couple of times. Chip, my co-founder knew him much, much more closely. They were more, uh, 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 closer in age. I mean, Mitch was older than, than both of us, but, uh, had a full life, but, um, yeah, Chip, uh, Chip Fisher was, was quite, was quite uh, close to him. Yeah. Well, there's such a shift now, even, you know, what, what I'm seeing with, you know, the, the wearable devices for health. And then, um, it came out these, um, non-alcoholic drinks are taking over. Yeah. You know, They're pretty so- good. I've had, a, I've uh, had a couple of those. They're pretty tasty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different shift towards health and wellness with, you know, we focus here on the podcast with brain health in mind and just being open and, yeah. and just making different choices that, you know, we we might not have thought in the past, like having a glass of wine with your salad, the, the impact that can have, you know, on a daily, weekly basis and just make a different choice. And you make different choices when you're sitting there. And like you said, your your anxiety levels are down. If you're happier, you're going to make a healthier choice. Right. I just see yeah. it all working yeah. together. You know, it's I think it's brilliant what you've got going over there. Kelly, I, I feel like I've picked your brain. I know where you've been, where you're going. Is there anything that you want to say to kind of bring this all into a close for people to, you know, learn more about Fisher Wallace? What you what you've done, where you're going. Thank you. Uh, it's just a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, I'll plug the website FisherWallace.com. It's F-I-S-H-E-R Wallace uh, Fisher Wallace. Um, uh, you know, we have we've really, as I mentioned, discounted our our device thanks to our equity crowdfunding and our venture. So now is the is going to be the best price probably ever uh, until you know we're able to uh, uh, kind of get you know our, our data published and hopefully that'll be in April or May. Um, and and you know if you're a retail investor, you're interested in looking at what we're doing, go to Start Engine. Uh, Start Engine. We're on Fisher. Uh, it's if you Google Fisher Wallace Start Engine, you'll see our our campaign page, equity crowdfunding page. Uh, we've raised something like almost $8 million on um, uh, 7.5 million through Start Engine. Many of it, many of it from our customers. I couldn't be you know, more proud of, of, uh, of that accomplishment. Um, uh, we're truly a patient-owned mental health company. You know, it's just, it's awesome. So thank you. Thanks for having me today. Thank you, Kelly. I wanna thank you so much for coming back on the podcast for all you're doing in the world. And and I'm just so grateful for that first introduction because you've done a lot for me personally, just trying out the device and seeing how it's gonna help. And then the platform helping other people to, to see this device and see how it can help them. So I'm such a fan uh, of what you're doing, anything to support our mental health and well-being as well as our physical. So it all ties in. Um, for anyone who wants to try it out, go to fisherwallace.com, order one, try it out and see see what it does for you. And thank you so much for all you do, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you.